Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kaylee Albritton, who was recently seen jump roping across the U.S. as Brooke Wyndham in the Legally Blonde National Tour. Hi. Hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. (laughs) This is so exciting. I like to start by telling my guests why I brought them here and how they're important to my well-being. You are here because I, I never got to see Legally Blonde, the your tour but i followed along through tiktok and social media got yeah. to know everyone real well on that app <laughs> um, love and, it. yeah and i love your personality you just seem so relatable and fun so i want to talk to you more um i also love alani new with brookie poo <laughs> and i promise more are coming i'm so bad sometimes on tour i have like I'm not kidding. I have like 17 drafts of more sitting. Really? Yeah. Whenever this drops, I think it was both Harley and Ashley, my Enid and my Paulette who had the idea. I don't know which one of them said it first so they can hash it out. (laughs) But um, somebody suggested it because genuinely I started drinking Alani News when I was on the hairspray tour uh, one, two years ago. And then I got hooked and then I became free endorsement for this brand. I'm... (laughs) Get you a sponsor right now. Please, I give them all of my money. Like I'm I'm addicted, which is like like actually give you energy because I drank I was in a sorority in college and they sent us like a whole thing of them when I lived in the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else? But sorority girls, you know? Perfect. No, it's perfect branding. And they, I like tried it and I got on the treadmill and I like was flying. Like I had too much energy I like could not sit still but I I don't know how you performed on them but (laughs) oh I thrive I also too I can handle like a lot of caffeine I've been drinking so much coffee ever since like I was like in high school but there's something about like the fresh and the fizz and also on tour like sometimes I like I genuinely needed it Mm. because I mean I could see that yeah yeah like I mean whenever you're on a bus for like six hours a day in the morning then you get off and then I have to be Brooke Wyndham so I have to like look like a fitness instructor so I have to go work out but I gotta go show and right. so I'm like please I've got to get with shape like <laughs> just fueling myself up I like pay so I genuinely like sip on it and then I had to force myself I had to finish the Alani new before I go on for whip into shape because if I have any more caffeine past I mean I would go on at like 9 p.m right doing- and then you're never gonna go to bed and then I'm wired sleeping like this and like just like so I'm glad you enjoy the TikTok that I oh. the TikToks that I have about there'll be more coming don't you worry well cool. I don't know how you think of that I can't yeah. anything special makeup wise so it made the show a lot more fun and then it was so funny because throughout like <laughs> the course of me experimenting with all this stuff like Matt or Kyle he started becoming a judge which I think is like very funny to me because there was be like one day where he's like I don't like this one as much I'm like oh I don't know who made you the um the official judge of makeup Matt and he's like yeah but like this part I was like okay make it make sense go ahead <laughs> Yes, I understand that I'm in prison and I have a full beat. Don't worry about it. You're so funny. Well, that's why you're here. Not because of Alani New with Berkey Foo. 
<laughs> but I love your personality and I want to talk to you more. Let's get into it. So ah. I want to start off with kind of how did you get into performing? Well, gosh, it dates back to before I was born. My grandmother and my mom were both dancers and they were always immersed in a lot of performing arts and theater. And I'm from St. Louis. So there's a touring house that's out there called the Fox in mm-hmm. Michigan. You guys also have the Fox too. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah, you guys were um, here. <laughs> oh, which we got to go to for blonde. Um, and so they just immediately shared their love for that and instilled it in me, like in a third generation. And so they started taking me to performances when I was like 18 months old. When yeah. I was the first to the Fox in St. Louis and my mom took me to see the Nutcracker and during the Sugar Plum Fairy Dance apparently like I was just like mimicking their arms like sitting in her lap and so then like people around her were like looking at me and just being like oh my god like that's so crazy she's like her on that stage (laughs) yeah so my mom was like okay so we need to get her in dance classes immediately. <laughs> so starting from when I was two, my mom threw me in dance uh, because she had friends that she had grown up dancing with. So they put me in her studio. Started doing that. And the way that both my mom and I operate were very like zero or 100 kind of people. So my mom saw me me really like this one thing so I did all of it all at once I was like in seven different classes and then we like moved away from the studio so we would have to drive back and forth for like an hour both ways my mom was a single mom back then and so she was just like grinding it out and then I got to be eight years old and I threw like a huge bit I was like mom I don't want to dance anymore and she's like okay relax (laughs) chill she's like okay well Kayla you have to do something my mom has always been very supportive of like letting me explore a lot of different things until like I found my thing and so then she's like well Kayla what do you want to do and I was like I want to play sports and she's like okay like Uh what do you want to do I'm going to play softball. She's like, all right. And so my mom was my first softball coach ever, <laughs> which is so cute. And then I ended up playing softball for about eight years. Oh, and wow. yeah, it, I thought that I was going to go to University of Alabama or University of Florida. I was like talking <laughs> in high school, like it's pretty, pretty good. And I played volleyball and basketball too, but not as good as like softball. So I kind of deterred away. Yeah. But like ever since I was a kid too, my mom would always like keep a binder of like lyrics to my favorite songs and she would burn CDs because I like to sing. And so like, we'd like pull out my binder when we'd get in the car and I'd like practice singing my favorite songs and like learning the words, but nothing ever like really married like each other. So like, I always had these interests in like just performing in general because sports is performance too, I guess. And so- when I was in sixth grade, I was still playing like a lot of sports, but then I joined choir because I just like really, really enjoyed singing and started gaining confidence in that. And then once I got into seventh grade playing sports, I auditioned for the dance team, got into that. So I'm like dancing at basketball games, doing all that kind of stuff, doing choir. And then Taylor's oldest time, I meet a boy that I fell in love with I was 13 years old and I thought he was the coolest guy ever because he did like the plays at school but that makes him really cool (laughs) oh but he yeah so he played baseball he was a swimmer and he did theater I was like wow he's amazing and so then we like so then he convinced me to audition for the school musical which happened to be Beauty and the Beast Jr. Big Slay (laughs) <laughs> so then I just like, I went to auditions because then I was going to be able to spend more time with him, you know, right. obviously. Yeah. I ended up getting cast as Belle. 
Oh my God. And I was like, oh, because I had like never like done this before. And so I like, I went home and told my mom that I was like doing this musical at school. And she thought it was like part of like choir because I had never done any sort of like acting or like shown any interest in that whatsoever. But now I'm incorporating in like dance, singing, and now exploring acting. So I'm doing it. And I like would like go to my room because I was so nervous because I was I didn't know what I was doing. So I would like study and study and study and do all this kind of stuff. And then once we started like doing performances, it's just like something clicked. I wasn't great by any means. Like I was out, but I, yeah, I was good enough for a small town in Illinois. (laughs) I'll tell you that, Um, (laughs) I guess. Um, But also too, something like really weird that happened, um, so my grandmother, who was also a dancer, she passed away when I was 11. So she never got to see me do theater mm-hmm. or like do any sort of musical. But I swear to you, one of the nights of those performances of Beauty and the Beast, I could have sworn I saw her in the audience. Oh. It was the weirdest thing in the entire world. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, okay, cool. This is like okay. what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this is right. connecting to like parts in like of myself that I didn't even know how to access. And so kind of from there, high school, I was still playing sports, but I started doing like show choir. I loved show choirs, show choir kid, loved it, started doing multiple different choirs in high school. And I had just like the most amazing teacher in the world. Her name's Chrissy Nordine. She changed my life. She taught me everything that I know and like really skyrocketed skyrocketed me to where I am today and so she kind of talked to me and was like how serious are you about sports because I genuinely think that you have a future of like doing theater for a living and I just like didn't think that I I just didn't know that that was a thing because I graduated school in 2015 so like this conversation was happening in 2012 2013 I'm in the middle of nowhere in the midwest like I that that (laughs) seems so unattainable to me like people who were touring through the fox in st louis those were like celebrities to me like i never like that was broadway in my eyes so like i did that's all you knew yeah and so then i was talking to her and her wife happened to be the choir director of the middle school so they were like my mentors and so they were like no you really need to do this and this conversation was happening whenever they cast me in the production of hairspray that we did my sophomore year of high school where i was playing amber Oh, full circle. Yeah, no, it was crazy. And so that that's when they had that conversation with me. They're like, I think that it might be like worthy considering that. So it was a very difficult conversation with my family being like, thank you so much for investing all of your time and your money and energy into me playing sports. I'm a very good athlete, but now I'm completely jumping ship. And I like went all in starting like my junior year. It was like, that's all I'm doing. But now it's like, okay, what do I do from here? Like, where do I go to school? Do I go to NYU? I don't know. That seems like the right move. Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I guess, but I'm the oldest and I'm the only girl. And my mom's like, you are not going to New York because you're going to get addicted to drugs and you're going to die. And I was like, right. Okay, sure. (laughs) Sure. That's definitely how it works. That's That's how parents think. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I should like have like a really like different experience. Maybe I should go somewhere where Cause I know that eventually I'll move to New York. That's where I have to be. So maybe I should experience a different part of the country. And, and we did. <laughs> yeah. And so then I, a couple of my friends in high school started going to Bama and one of my friends who I looked up to, she was in the dance program at university of Alabama. And so then I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go there. That's fun. Like I get to have like an 
normal college experience, I could be in a sorority. Normal. (laughs) We're getting there. (laughs) So then uh, I was like telling people all my junior year, I'm going to Bama that summer after, right before my senior year, went down to Bama to see it, to meet with the head of the musical theater department. And I hated it. I'm shy. I, I felt <laughs> so like uh, just like so uncomfortable and I was devastated. I was like, this was my only plan. Again, right. zero hundred. What am I gonna do? So my mom was like, Well, since we're down here, are there any other schools that might like be of interest to you? Like we can just pop by on the way back. I was like, Well, I mean, I guess maybe the next best would be like old Miss. Like if we go to Mississippi, like if we go to Oxford, maybe we could try that. So I reached out to the head of the musical theater department, Renee Pulliam, and we drove through an extra three hours, got there, and I immediately felt like I was at home. Uh and I Renee like set up a meeting with me like out of nowhere like this was the next day that she was like yeah Uh just come in and talk to you and she's a kooky lady she is so funny and she was so straight up with me she was like you know this isn't a conservatory you're not gonna get like every bit of like dance vocal technique kind of training that a lot of other schools will offer you but we will know how to market yourself. We will teach you every bit of like acting skill that you could possibly have. And that's what I was like really, really lacking. Because right. in, in high school, I got a lot of vocal training, a lot of technique and all that kind of stuff. So really the only gap that I had to fill in was dance. And dance is the most accessible to find that kind of stuff. Right. So then I was like, all right, I'm all in. I'm going to Ole Miss instead. So then I ended up going to Ole Miss and what Renee said was so true. And so throughout my entire time there, it was a whirlwind. It's very interesting going to a huge, huge party school in the deep South while also being in a liberal arts program. While Especially also being from the Midwest. Also being from the Midwest. It was like, I mean, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world because where I might maybe lack in some technique and maybe connections just because my my program's so small. No one, if you look at my resume, no one's going to think much of it other than finding it interesting, maybe, because they don't see it. But what Renee said was true. I mean, and this is true with any program and with anything you do, not even just people in theater, but whatever you put into something, it's going to give that back to you. So if I'm only going to be haphazard and just give whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is a small part, like I'm not going to get anywhere with this. And I'm putting that energy into it. That's all I'm going to get out of it. Exactly. So whenever, like you really invest as much as you can. And me and my close knit friends, like we really, I was really, really grateful to have a close circle of people who we really held each other accountable during college and then also after college too in our transition into the real mm-hmm. world where we really were focused and had our sights set on what we wanted and we were able to have fun. I, I rushed a sorority my my freshman year of college, which was a wild experience. I was in AOPI oh. one year. I went to half of a chapter and that's it. I will never forget this during rush because also too like when you tell people you're a theater major, people don't get you. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I really realized because I I tried really hard to fit in with a lot of those girls. And God bless them. They, they're so sweet. But they just, like, don't know <laughs> um, and understand necessarily what I do. And right. so, fortunately, a lot of sorority sisters were, like, a lot of us were from the Midwest. Um, a lot of us were, like, a lot more relaxed and not necessarily trying to impress people mm-hmm. or have, like, a, you know, married up to um, a specific fraternity it was just a lot more chill um 
very mid-tier, I would say. And I'm very okay with that because I still have friends and pals and stay connected with those girls. And a lot of them have come out and seen me on tour, which is like Aww. the coolest thing ever. And so it's so fun, like seeing them when I'm doing Legally Blonde. When I when I was in Rush, there's a specific sorority um, that's incredibly difficult to get into at Ole Miss. And the girl who was rushing me, it was on the first day of Rush. She, um, she went on a date with my ex-boyfriend the night before. So it was very interesting. Like me and him were like cool, but like she saw that she told me during rush, and I was like, "That's a really interesting thing to be bringing up right now." That's one of the things you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah, bills, booze, and boys don't talk about it. So I just think that they try to te- they try to test you. But what was really funny is <laughs> at this sorority specifically, it felt like the ickiest. But at other sororities, like they did ask, but it felt a little bit more genuine. But whenever they were like. So you major in theater. And I'm like, yeah, I do. They're like, so what do you expect to do with that? And so I always remember that in the moments where like, you know, I'm touring through like big cities and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with that? What did they think you were going to do with that? I'm just wondering. No, what are you going to do with your business degree? You don't even know. You're getting your missus degree, ma'am. And, <laughs> and that is okay. No judgment whatsoever. But what do you mean? What am I going to theater? And I would say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to audition for shows and hopefully be on Broadway today. And they're like, wow, that's so unique. They probably honestly ran out of things to ask you. They just didn't know. And I was like, this, this one's not for me. And so I was like, you know what? I know I'm getting cut from this one. So I'm just going to I can't believe you went through recruitment in the South though. Well, it, it definitely led me to some like inner turmoil because I was like, oh my God, did I like make a grave mistake in like picking my school? Cause the whole point of me was to coming down here was to do both. Right. So I go home for like my first winter break and I'm like sobbing to my mom. I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I want to be here. And so then I'm like, most people up, do. Yeah. I'm like looking up how to get into Boston conservatory. Like I have to get in <laughs> like a conservatory to mean anything. You know, it's funny. Then during that winter break, me and my mom, we went to go see Wicked at the Fox. Mm-hmm. And little do I know, I open up that playbill on the Fiero. I don't remember who it is. I need to find that playbill and go back. And I need to reach out to him, honestly. He went to the University of Alabama. And I was like, huh, somebody on the stage from the South. Because you just like don't, like, I was like, nobody... Right. I don't know if this is possible. Like Jenny, right. at that point, I just like, I had no idea. And I was like, maybe I should stick it out. Like, maybe I need to do this. And and here so you I, are. Here I am. And now I, I get to be that for other people in the South, because that's what, that was, what was cool about bringing art to the South. And as I got older and aged into my program and I started doing bigger projects, bigger shows that really started transforming me as a performer. And then having people come up to me like in the student union and be like, Hey, you're that girl from the theater plays. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, that was the first musical that I've ever seen. And I loved it. And I want to see more. And I, I thought it was just like, so wholesome. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Like they're 21 years, years old. And they've never seen like, right live art before right and all, it's all about accessibility because right. in oxford mississippi the next closest big towns are jackson mississippi and memphis if i'm being honest i don't even know where mississippi is so that's okay i mean it's just like wedged in there down there and so like 
it's all about accessibility, but I know that there's a little girl down there in Mississippi who has big dreams too. I went to school with a lot of them mm-hmm. who weren't, who didn't know where to go, what to do, how to do it or anything like that. So staying in touch with like my program now too, to be able to give back to them, give them information and accessibility to knowledge about how things work here, because it's really trial and error. And every single winter break after my freshman year and my spring break, I went to New York every single time. I never like went to Panama. I never went to like Florida, anything. I just came here. I saw shows. I took classes. Kept being inspired. Yeah. And like that, I had to continue my training and like understand and get like my bearings in New York. And so then it made the transition. Yeah. And I, it was the best investment I've ever done. If I I could give any advice to people in college, like to in theater to do that, like you have to. To me, it's so interesting that like, you know, like when you play a sport, these people are basically doing it their whole life. Like the ones that do it in college, like they do it their whole lives and they kind of know that they want to do it in college. And like, they've been like, perfecting it as the years go on but what I found at least with people that go to school for theater like I started doing I did not go to school for theater but I started (laughs) doing shows when I was eight I think and then some people started in high school so and then they're now in big things so it's just crazy to me how like you could start doing it so far down the line and still have such a huge you know what I mean I mean you were kind of the same but Uh, I mean you can anyone can pick up and start doing it. People can stop and start doing it again. Right. That's so cool. Even my, my understudy for blonde, Alexis, she went to school in Virginia, didn't major in theater or anything, but she just like loves theater and she like just has always done it. And so she just like continues to do it and continues to book. She's amazing and incredible. Uh-huh. It just like goes to show. And I'll, there are multiple people in blonde who didn't major in theater and you just don't have to, you just have to right. know how to be human. And then if you've got a little bit of talent sprinkled in there, and then if the shoe fits, the shoe fits. So what was like the timeline, like between when you ended Legally Blonde and when you started, or sorry, when you ended Hairspray and when you started Legally Blonde, because weren't they like in the same year? Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was a whirlwind and unexpected. I, okay. So at the end of the Hairspray tour, we closed on July 3rd of 2022. But when I was performing at Kansas City Starlight in June, I was called in for Little Miss Woods, L for the Legally Blonde tour through my agent. And I was also at the same time in final callbacks for the Chicago tour from its Roxy Hart. I've seen the search for Roxy. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. There she is. Maybe one day. Um, <laughs> so that was like a really wild week. The night before I was flying back to New York because Chicago wanted to see me in person that night before my Link Larkin, my sweet, sweet Will Savarese, he was helping me film these blonde tapes because I was in for Legally Blondes at the Muni as well, like a couple months mm-hmm. before. And so I, I had already done all my singing stuff. So it's two in the morning. It's like hailing, like crazy, just like not the best environment for great self tapes happening. And like, it was just spooky. So me and Will just like kind of got it done. It was two in the morning. I was flying out the next day to miss a couple shows of hairspray. Went to Chicago. That didn't end up happening for me. So I was like, okay, I'm just chilling, vibing. 
but one of them's going to happen. Like I just had a feeling that one of them was going to happen. And so then my last week of tour in Cincinnati with Hairspray casting for Legally Blonde reached back out and they're like, can we actually see you for Brooke? Mm. And I was like, okay, sure. I am a little bit young to be Brooke, but at in the context of the tour being a non-union tour, it was making sense. I was like, okay. And like, I for sure could be like, fitness like kind of influencer because I knew that the that's where they were probably going to take it at that time I just wasn't in a mental space to be able to do the tapes I wanted to enjoy my last week of tour with everybody and so I politely just like declined and so moved on and so then closed the show and then July was happening a couple of the roles for blondes got re-released sometimes that happens if they just haven't found the right person so at the beginning of august at the same time that those got re-released i like sent in my i just like sent in me doing cooties it was like a bootleg for me like in one of the last weeks of tour for hairspray it was just like here just a reminder of like me sent it off a couple of days after that i like received news that my aunt had suddenly passed away and like she was very close to like me and my family and she like meant a lot so I had to like fly home in a rush and it was just like a really just like awful week I had a lot of other personal stuff going on with like my health it was just like a down down week and the morning of my aunt's ceremony I'm sitting getting ready and I'm talking to my brother and we're like just like having this really deep conversation then buzz my phone rings and I get an in-person call back for Brooke and I was like I looked at him and I knew it was like my aunt, like giving me a sign. Cause the last time that I had saw my aunt was her seeing me perform in hairspray and me seeing her at the stage door and so which is like so weird. And she's just like always been like super supportive. And so I was like, Oh my God, this is like, yeah. this might be like her like parting gift for me. And I was like, Oh, I have to do this for her. That was on a Saturday came back to the city. My callback was on Thursday. I show up, I do the audition I'm vibing with the team. Stakes were low because I was like, you know, I just got off tour. If I don't go back out, it's not a big deal. Obviously, like, I would love to have the job, but I was just there to have fun because Legally Blonde is fun. And I, like, left that audition being like, either they loved that or I was incredibly unprofessional. Like, because I was just, like, having fun and, like, making jokes and kind of slayed the audition. And I was like, dang, like, I kind of killed that. And I was like, all right, well, cool. Going home. So I was like, there for four hours I would say the first gal she went in before me and then she came out and left and then the monitor for the audition came out and was like can you actually go grab the scene again they want to see you do it again and I, I went back in and one of my really good friends Lily who is also in for that show too she's like what are you doing and I was like I'm getting the scenes again she's like so you just got the job I said I think so and so oh. then I went back in there and then I did the scene twice more at the beginning of the audition I sang the beginning of whipped into shape that I was able to play around and like do my riff that I do at the very end of whipped and I left next morning I go to the gym working out at nine in the morning I get the offer the next day and I was like oh it is just so crazy to me because and I laughed like I was just like you gotta be kidding me hairspray because of the pandemic it took me a year and three months to book that show and in Legally Blind, it took me a day. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And so then that I like, happen. <laughs> I was, I was a little iffy about it just because I was nervous about like, am I ready to like do another like eight months? Am I ready to do this? And, but I just kind of didn't 
have time to think about it. I just kind of had to do it because I was like the timing with like my aunt was like, just like way too weird. And I was like, if I get to just sandwich on the top of my resume, I just have these two high energy musicals being able to have the privilege of being able to play two leads in national tours. is like, I don't really think about it too much, but like if 16 year old me got to see me do this, like it'd be kind of a big deal. She'd be freaking out. So I had to like, be like, okay, you need to do this. And so then I finished blonde at the end of May and now I'm, I'm here. And it's crazy. Like the past two years of my life have been in a suitcase. I didn't even process it, honestly, until we flew to go do our tech process in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And when I got on the bus again for the first time, and I was like sitting in the same place where like I, like my position on the bus, like I was sitting in the exact same area. I was sitting there and I was like looking at the people around me and I was like, oh my God, this is like all different people. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to do this with a whole other set of people. Ah. And so like, it was, it was rough for me at first, just because that's when I started processing hairspray. Right. So then it's like hard for me. Cause then I'm like, I need to, I got to stop. Like I have to focus on this one. Now I was watching and helping others as best to the best of my ability whenever they needed help to like help navigate like this kind of situation but there's not like I signed up for it and I knew what I was getting myself into so on those bad days where I'm like I'm dead inside like I just like a menace I'd be a menace on the bus and I like my leg I was like having like hamstring problems because my body had to get accustomed to like being on the bus for six hours and then jump jumping rope and then kicking my face and you know sometimes we're we're getting a little bit older so and I don't like warming up. Like I don't appreciate now that I have to warm up to do hard physical activities. What? That's annoying. Everybody has a different like sleep strategy on the bus. I don't know if anyone has talked to you about it, but like I prefer like having my head towards the aisle and I stick my legs up the wall because I need the circulation to come back down or else I'm toast. It was just like interesting trying to like, you know, box up my experience with hairspray and appreciate it for what it was and stuff. And then try to like, be like, okay, I can take this experience from that. And this is what's working for me. It's hard. And it's a constant learning process as well. Touring's hard in that capacity where like the people that you work with are also your roommates too. And they are also the people you spend every single day with. So you have to like really quickly learn how people operate and respect it. You don't have to like it necessarily, but you have to be able to respect it and respect people's space and energy. And it's a different relationship than anyone you'll ever have. Like your tour families that you have, it's just, it's different. It's Mm -hmm. so, so different. With Blonde, we were living on those buses. We barely flew. And if we did, we still had our buses that would eventually meet with us. Right. We all had extra like Lulu bags. We had our Trader Joe's bags just shoved up there. Uh, we had me and my bus mate, Jack, we had decorations for our, our seats and stuff. We bought like little like pumpkins from a random grocery store during like Halloween. And we had like little friends just like sitting there. They're like decorated pumpkins that looks like little demons just sitting looking over our seat while we were away. I want to ask you about whipped into shape because Please. I my favorite song and I just don't understand how it is humanly possible (laughs) to jump rope like that and sing at the same time and I saw Jesse Lynn post it I think you had COVID and I Uh looked whoever did it on the last tour oh yeah Megan that I was like how I I don't get it no literally me too I have like this video of me the night before (laughs) my callback jumping rope and singing at the same time and I'm like filming myself because I'm like I need to know what I look like doing this because there's no way it's good and so I'm like 
something from like the MTV, like trying to learn like Nikki Snellson's like for, or Jerry Mitchell's version of it and watching Nikki Snellson religiously. And I'm like watching and I'm like circle, circle, passing things off. I'm like trying to figure it out. And then also trying to like sing and cause whipped into shape and the key that it's in is like, it's in my break. And so like, I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I have like a video of me and it's on my Instagram of me like throwing a temper tantrum being like, you are off. Ball. like this is trash garbage and I had like a mental breakdown I called one of my friends and I called him and I was like this is ridiculous I don't even know why I'm going he's like you need to calm down like this is just you're being too much oh just God. like do it so like leading up to the callback and like leading up to then rehearsals because it was eventually fine like I it was fine. They gave us so much grace in the auditions and stuff. And we didn't even jump rope at the same time while, or jump rope and sing at the same time. So they didn't the know you could even do it. They didn't even know if I could do it, <laughs> but they were going to find out. And so uh, I, leading up to rehearsals every single day at the gym that I work at, I would jump rope and sing at the same time. It's funny that you say that you love six because I... I didn't want to just do whipped into shape. I was like, this is like a good workout in general. So I would like jump rope to six songs and sing them. And it was like a good like area in terms of where the sound was hitting. Because it's all about just like when you're hitting the ground. And it's, I mean, it's all about breath control. And my cardiovascular endurance was so high up. I really, really upped my training a lot. I, I didn't drink a lot on this tour. I love myself a good margarita post-show. I really do. But I really didn't drink that much on this past tour. It was just yeah. something that I, you know, I mean, whipped in shapes kind of like my one big moment. And so if I don't slay, like someone's going to leave. And I'm just a perfectionist. I'm like, okay, I didn't slay as Brooke. Like it's one of the most iconic numbers in musical theater. And I'm an embarrassment. <laughs> like I would put so much pressure on myself to like be perfect with it. And obviously sometimes it's a jump rope and you're a human and you're going to mess up. Right. Things happen. A couple of times. Um, but you know, I mean, it really does like come with practice. Like the practice makes things consistent. And once you figure out where you want your placement to be, then it just like starts working. And so like I got a lot of rehearsal with it during rehearsals because the space we were rehearsing in, because New York City studios are small. Mm -hmm. we would only be able to with ropes because the ropes are long because we're like jump roping with some of the guys too. And so these ropes are really long. So we could only do it with half of the company. So we would do a team and B team, but the one remaining factor of that team that had to be there was me because I'm right. leading group. So I'm doing it double as everybody else. And they told me that I could take breaks and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I think that I have that to is the workout in itself. It, yeah, I was. And I think that's how I maybe gave myself some hamstring problems because I was going to ham because I was trying to like impress everybody because I was nervous that I was going to be a fraud. And so I was like, I have to like, <laughs> I have to be Yeah. And so, um, well, you did it. I've never seen it, but I'm sure you did great. So I want to know, do you have any funny stories or memories from, from tour? I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, just so many like this company is just so kooky and just so silly like everyone was just like super super silly and just little jokesters oh my gosh I mean <laughs> just I was in the dressing room with either like the trio so our Margaret Serena Pilar or with Leah and Ashley or Vivian and Paulette but like it was the delusional days where we would all get like super super slap happy and all of us would like get the zoomies and we would all just start <laughs> running 
around and like being like crazy. And we just like start yelling and like acting like fools. I mean, there is a TikTok where I was slightly having like a mental breakdown <laughs> and um, Jesse Lynn caught it on camera, of course, naturally, but just like <laughs> acting stupid and like having like Rory, our original Pilar, just like yelling at us and like saying like the dumbest things and like the bits run strong and blonde. I, it, it's hard to like pick out like one specific moment, but there like be times when like we would just like all, we love to karaoke together, like love going out and like karaokeing in different places and like because we went to a lot of college towns, right? Because blonde and I mean almost every place we went to we were like right by a college, so like we were so like fun, so fun, made me feel so young. Oh my god, <laughs> it brought me back. I was like, okay, I'm not as old as I thought I was gonna be. Oh, great, okay. love it. <laughs> um like it would be like we just like love like playing like games like when we're out like at these like bars and just like singing and like just having so much fun with each other and exploring and Reagan Kennedy who is my roommate me and her just like she's yeah she's amazing and she's she was my rock during like this tour and she's a blessing she's like my sister and we just explored cities together and like worked out a lot together did workout classes and every once in a while we would like all like as a company like go to like different workout classes or like do different things with one another and just like exploring those different kind of scenarios is so funny I I mean and also to another rock of mine was Harley Barton like our Enid she and I just like would laugh and cry like in an instant with each other and like so back and forth and just everyone's so clever I don't know there just there was like a group personality that eventually just starts like forming I could tell. A, and like you just are on board and so there's just like never a dull moment and I, I can't I even like, fun. <laughs> it's just like, it's all, all fun and games. And I mean, a lot of, a big part of this tour was like making TikToks with each other and like having fun, bouncing those ideas off of one another because it was so embedded in it. And because we had some people who like really started taking it seriously and stuff and like honoring that, but also like some of us just like making stupid ones just because like we can and like learning like little dances with each other. It's just stupid press. One last thing, where can people find you on social media? All right, people. I am on Instagram. My name is spelled weird. It's K-A-E-L-E-E. -E -E. Last name's all Britain. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Everything's the same across the board. I'm also slightly on YouTube and I'm going to be uploading vlogs from oh. experience. I have like years of like vlog footage that I have just sitting <laughs> on my like computer because again, I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world and I just like have all this stuff. But now that I like have a moment to breathe and kind of get my life together, more content's coming. More Alani, know if you're watching, please, please. I'm begging you. I've turned so many people onto your products. It was so great wow. to meet you. Nice meeting you, Sydney. It was so easy to talk to you. It's so funny. I feel like you're one of my sorority sisters. <laughs> like I, you remind me of like the like the good gals from school. I, I really appreciate all like your kind words and stuff and encouragement. And Thanks. so excited to see what you do. That's all for this week's episode of people who are somehow important to my well-being. Make sure you follow at important to my well-being pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.